Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to another edition of 1111 Talk Radio. You know, many people think that when we stop, nothing happens. But interestingly enough, if we look at what has taken place over the past 18 to 24 months with the pandemic, it's a little ironic that housing prices have gone up, that more homes are being sold than ever before, that people are traveling, that uh, Airbnbs and rental cars and all of these other things are actually improving. When people are saying that there is not enough or they're out of work and they've had to stop, Yet spending has increased. I wonder what that's all about. Is there something that allows us to actually experience more abundance or more alignment when we actually stop? Has life given us an opportunity to really see that there's something more going on here, but that maybe we have gotten in our own way? The mountain of too much is new and therefore calls for new skills. It's long past time to let go of these once effective responses because they're ineffective habits of behavior. They constitute a form of denial, refusal to face up to situations too painful or disturbing to acknowledge. In this case, the problem of too much. Think of packing your suitcase. Have you ever tried to cram things in? You cram and cram and cram and even resort to sitting on it, forcing it closed. But there's a moment when, with just one more pair of socks, the suitcase will not close. And even if we manage to jam the suitcase shut, we may rip the seams and risk it popping open mid-journey. Think of yourself as that suitcase. Your seams are ripping and your emotional insides are bursting out and spilling into the middle of your day. That's the point we're at. Cramming no longer works. There is simply too much to fit in. But there's something new that you can learn to do. And Dr. David Kuntz calls it the art of stopping. How to be still when you have to keep going. And that is the discussion that we are going to dive into today. Because life is a race with so many responsibilities and it can feel overwhelming. But in order to slow down, you must first stop. My guest is Dr. David Kuntz and he has enjoyed several careers including 19 years as a Catholic priest 20 years in the practice of psychotherapy and over two decades teaching courses on managing stress and emotional health and writing. He has graduate degrees in psychology and theology and a doctorate in pastoral psychology. And among the seven books David has authored, Quiet Mind, Moments in Between, Awakened Mind, and his most recent, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going, it is Definitely a book that is of this particular time most needed. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. David Kuntz to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome. Simran, thank you so much. It's a delight to be with you. It's wonderful to have you here. And I do think that we probably have been going on the fast track train for quite a while. And life in itself uh, figured out how to slow us down because we were not going to slow ourselves down. But this, in a way, probably has created a lot of anxiety and anxiousness within people because we often Mm. don't know what to do when we stop. 
there's a bit of restlessness, there's boredom, again, there's anxiety, sometimes depression, all kinds of emotions and things start to come up. To start a conversation, talk a little bit about how you perceive the stopping that has taken place over the last 18 months and what results you have seen from that that have been positive uh, for people that they may not realize. Yes, okay, well, certainly the the COVID virus has uh, caused um, a huge stopping. Um, One of the ways of understanding stopping is I divided into three ways of doing it. The first is a still point, which is a very brief moment or two, a few seconds, a few moments, an hour or so, a short time. And then there are stopovers, which are a longer time, a day, two days, a weekend. And then there's what I call a grinding halt, which is a longer time of stopping. And in a way, the current situation that COVID has produced in the world is a bit of a grinding halt. All of us have had to just sort of grind down to this moment of, okay, now what do we do? So the way I see stopping helping people in this moment is to give them a purpose when they feel like they can't do anything, when they feel like they are stopped against their will, and it is against our will, none of us want this, that there is uh, something that you can do during that time. And that is what I call stopping. Let me define it quickly. Stopping is doing nothing as much as possible for a long time or a short time in order to wake up, remember who you are and what you want. So stopping is doing nothing to wake up and remember everything that you are and everything that you want. So in these times that we have been given or have been forced upon us, we can take these moments, however brief, however quick, or even longer, and scan the life that we live in order to be sure that the life we're living is the life we want. So I guess in a nutshell, that's what I see happening during this COVID situation. I do do agree. Yes, I do agree. I think many people have reevaluated where they are in life, where they're living, what they're doing, and it is creating those kinds of changes. And as you said, this brought us to a grinding halt, and it was imposed from the outside. What Mm -hmm. about the other types of stops that, whether it is a health issue, whether it is uh, feeling inside that you no longer like something or something doesn't feel good, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a job or whether it's any sort of experience, you touched that there were two other types of stopping, the still points uh, as well as the, um, the shorter one. Yes. Talk yes. a little bit about well, those. Okay. Well, the, 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 the ideal way for stopping is for us to do it without being forced to do it, without getting sick, you know, without having a virus, without having COVID, uh, just in our own will to stop and do nothing. But when it is forced upon us, that's when we're really challenged. That's when it's really difficult. So what we have to do is take those times when we're when we when we have them when we can, 
And what I call a stopover, that's a bit of a longer time, say maybe uh, a whole morning or a whole day of just being still as much as you can. Is it really possible to do nothing? Well, you know, maybe not. Maybe our mind just keeps going. But that's not the point I want to worry about. We do nothing as much as it's possible to do nothing. And if that's just walking around the block, then that's fine. But the purpose is what's important about stopping, is to wake ourselves to the really important things in our lives so that we don't miss them and just follow what the popular culture dictates. The ancient texts talk a lot about stopping and the importance of the art of doing nothing. It's written quite a Mm. bit uh, by Lao Tzu and in some other texts as well. And so when when we think Mm -hmm. about stopping from the ego perspective, the first thing that happens for most people, especially if they have been caught up in the grind, is there will be that anxiety, there will be that boredom and restlessness and that uh, exasperation of what am I doing? I need to be busy. I need to be doing something. What do you say to those individuals about those sensations and feelings that start to arise. Um, And sometimes that can be for people that just try to stop for an hour if they're so caught up in the grind or a weekend or a day. Um, Sometimes it can be very difficult if an individual is not used to taking stopping points. Yeah, you're so right. It is. It causes a great deal of anxiety. In fact, it was Marcel Proust who said, all of mankind's problems are due to the fact that a person can't sit still in a room. And when we think of that, as you rightly say, it causes a great deal of anxiety if we think of just sitting there, sit in a room, be quiet, no disturbance, no one can get at you, you're just there, and stay there sitting in that chair for a half hour, for an hour. For most people, that causes uh, a great deal of anxiety. Uh, And we picture ourselves standing up and walking around and say, okay, this is crazy. Why am I doing this? And my answer to that is, if you don't do that or something like that, then you're you're liable, uh, you're in danger of missing the life you want to live because of the mountain of too much that you mentioned earlier is distracting us so effectively and so completely. And that's what zooms into our psyche when we feel anxious sitting alone in a room. What we need to do is punch through that initial fear, that initial anxiety, stay with it a while. If you have to get up and walk around, okay, get up and walk around. But go back to the chair and just sit and just say, okay, I am with myself. I am in good company. I can do this. I can stay here. And then what happens is your mind wanders and things come up. And those are the things that need to come up, that don't come up normally because there's too much going on in your life. Because you're zooming through life so quickly, you can't hear those voices because the world drowns them out. But when you've punched through the initial resistance and you're still in the chair after five minutes, after 10 minutes, after 15 minutes, you begin to relax a bit and say, oh, I I can do this. I can be alone with myself. I'm in good company. 
And then the mind begins to go and it begins to wander and things come up. And those are the things that you want to come up. The still small voice that, uh, that knows you, that knows you, your authentic self. That's when it becomes available to you. So that's the whole purpose and idea of doing nothing. It isn't just to add one more burden onto a busy life. It's to free you to be and do what you want most. There are quite a few points in what you've just said, David, that I want to go back to. But before I go to those, can you share the distinction between stopping and slowing down? Because so often people will say, I'm just going to slow down. I just need to slow down. And that's really not going to cut it to really get to the place you're trying to take people. Right. And the reason is slowing down doesn't work. It's like, it's like uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit smoking, so I'll only smoke 10 cigarettes today and five tomorrow. It, it almost always doesn't work because it's to, it's, it, it doesn't go the full distance. And we're right back to where we were before we realized it. Whereas stopping is a dramatic act. You know, there's nothing really difficult to understand about stopping. It's very simple. Just do nothing as much as you can, as long as you can. That's, that's total simplicity. But it's difficult. And the reason it's difficult is because uh, we're afraid of it. We're afraid what's going to happen when we stop. So... Uh, slowing down works for about a day, and then you're right back into it because what nothing has changed. What, what I call stopping changes you because you will have thought thoughts and have would have will have felt feelings that you otherwise would not have felt, and that'll change you. And then you realize, you know, stopping isn't just something that I have to do every day. It's something that I look forward to doing every day. It's something that gives me a great deal of pleasure and peace and quiet in a very busy and in a very uh, overcrowded world. Now, that's not to say that going fast isn't okay. Sometimes in life you've got to go fast, and some people like going fast, and some people uh, are good at going fast. That's fine, as long as there are moments of doing nothing. Not slowing down, not trying to slow down, because, you know, you'll just get right back up to speed the next day. No, really sitting there, punching through the resistance, being still, being quiet, saying, okay, now, here I am, I'm okay. What do I want to do? What do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Are my, are my priorities the same as they were when I started out? Or maybe I'm young and just establishing my priorities. What do I want them to be? Those are such important questions. And, you know, we just don't get to answering them specifically if we just do what life tells us to do. That is, keep going, keep climbing the ladder of success. You've heard the story, no doubt, of the executive climbing the ladder, and she's climbing it and climbing it and doing well, and everyone's giving her great accolades. And she gets to the top of the ladder and realizes that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. Okay, the energy has been tremendous and her skill has been tremendous and her accomplishments tremendous, but it's not what she wanted. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's in a way it's tragic. So I guess stopping, I say, it leaves, it, it, uh, protects you from living a tragic life, a life that you don't really want, a life that somebody else wanted for you, your mother or your father or culture or, or whoever, but not what you really want, not the authentic life that you wanted. Do you have a desire to give more attention to the spiritual aspects of your life, your truly important mm. meanings and values, but have been frustrated in trying to transform mm. that desire into real practice? You'll find that nourishment in David Kuntz's book, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. This is a handbook on how to navigate the crazy, busy lives that we lead. We are always on the go, balancing work, family, friends, and everything in between, is a routine of running and never stopping, a cycle that can be tiring, actually exhausting. We forget the beauty of the smaller moments, and sometimes we forget ourselves. And life has gotten so complex that our old methods of coping, cramming, and excluding, they just no longer work. It's time for something totally new, stopping, especially when you think you can't begin to pause or you'll lose momentum. And trust me, I have done this practice for quite a few years, and stopping is where it's at. It's where our life is calling us to. So definitely check out the book, The Art of Stopping, uh, and find out more about David Kuntz and all of his other books at davidkuntz.com. That's david, K-U-N-D-T-Z.com. You can also find that link in his bio description. While you're ordering The Art of Stopping, you might want to pick up some of his other books, Quiet Mind, Moments in Between, Awakened Mind, and again, The Art of Stopping. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. 
courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Before I get back to David Kuntz and the art of stopping, I want to ask you, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? If there is, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with someone that can truly support you. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, can match you with your own licensed professional therapist. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And get this, they're giving 10% off your first month to all 1111 Talk Radio listeners. Just go to betterhelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. They're more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. You can also find this service worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapies. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. You can also visit their website and read their testimonials so they're posted daily. And you can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Stopping is not meditation, as is generally understood. It's a practice intended for citizens of the post-millennial generation who have no time to stop and smell the roses, or who haven't had time or inclination to practice an elaborate system of daily meditation. It's for people who don't have time to fit in everything they are already obliged to do, never mind trying to fit in the extras like sitting down and meditating twice a day. However, stopping is in some ways a variety of meditation. It's what David Kuntz calls contemporary contemplation, designed for those too busy or maybe moving too fast to formally sit and meditate. It's a way to care for the soul for those who wouldn't otherwise do it, even though they might really want to. This is from David's book, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. You can find out more at his website, davidkuntz.com, but definitely pick up this book and let let it support you in learning the art of stopping. I want to go back to a couple of things you were talking about in the last segment, David, and one of those things had to do with the the, the still small voice rising and I know that in stopping, the first voice that rises is not so still and small. It's going to be a larger, louder voice, and it's going to be filled with all of the negativity, or it's going to be filled with all of the things to do, 
It's going to be filled with uh, the conditioning that you talked about because we are conditioned from a young age. And you even mentioned that we start to realize that the things that we have wanted and done in our lives have not really been the things that we've wanted to do. Talk a little bit more about that, uh, about the conditioning and about the louder voice that we're going to hear first. And how does that dissipate and dissolve? Letting the voice come and then letting it go. In other words, those voices that say you're wasting time, this is silly, what are you doing, you're not going to do it anymore, all those all that negative things, rather than resist it and say, okay, shut up, I don't want to hear you, let it come and let it go. Let it come and let it go. And the more you, you allow that voice to sort of go through you and, 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 and keep on keeping on, keep on stopping, keep on doing nothing as much as possible, then the other voices will be able to come through. But I think it's just a question of time and of not um, specifically resisting those voices, because the more you resist, the more they engage. Don't resist them. Say, okay, well, that's something to think about. I don't know if I agree with it or not, but in other words, talk to the voice, respond to the voice rather than trying to keep it out. And then eventually, let it come, let it go. Let it come, let it go. And as you're talking about spirituality, one of the things that stopping really gets us in touch with is what I call everyday spirituality. James Hillman makes a distinction of the peaks and the veils in spiritual life. We all know the peaks. That's the spiritual, the high moments of life when we have a a tremendous insight or a great understanding of feeling of the presence of God or some great breakthrough. Those are the those are the peak experiences, the, the spirituality of the mountaintop. But there's also the veils, the valleys of life, in which the mother of three kids and a full-time job and a husband and a, and a, and a, and a COVID lifestyle to deal with, who, who's suffering in the valley. That's also spirituality. And that mother's... Um, work, that mother's presence, that mother's suffering is what Hillman calls the, the spirituality of the, of the valley. So peaks and veils. We go to the peak and we go to the valley. We have the high experience and we have the low experience. And stopping is especially effective in dealing with the valley experiences, the difficulties, the challenges, the, the pain that humans suffer every day in this world, because it gives us a chance to understand where that pain is coming from and how to allow it to be present and then not be present, to, to let it come into our lives and then let it go from our lives. So I would say that that kind of everyday spirituality is extremely important in understanding stopping. It's not only the peak experiences, but the experiences in the valley, the suffering and the pain that can have meaning in our lives as well. I I have an intimate experience myself with stopping um, Mm. from a trauma, and I took an extended stop. Mine was a seven-year-long stop. And it was necessary because of all of the grief. So I appreciate your book and I appreciate all that you're sharing with people because I see the value 
in that and everything that you have said and all that rises up from there is what people will experience as the benefits and the gifts that you talk about throughout the book. Uh, all the thoughts and, and the still small voice and everything does rise out of that. Talk a little bit about, you know, the, the ego can be so deceptive in how it tricks us into things. And in the personal growth world and in the to-do world, it's so easy for people to take that moment of stopping and turn it into journaling or turn it into inquiry or turn it into uh, something else. And I found that particularly in my place of trauma and stopping, I didn't want to do anything. I, I didn't mm-hmm. want my mind to work at all. Uh, would you suggest for people to do the inquiry and the contemplation and the journaling, or do you also say that that for a while needs to go away as well? The, the latter. I totally agree with the latter. Uh, that needs to go away as well. It's not to say that journaling and uh, uh, you know spiritual activities, specific kind of praying and all that is not good. It's good. It's very good. It's fine. It, it, but it's not stopping. And, and and stopping is as much as possible. Oh, doing nothing, drawing a blank, uh, not journaling, not thinking. Okay, what what do I want to put down in my journal? It's just letting everything go, and that's what we're so challenged at: is letting things go. Just saying, you know, I don't have to do anything right now. Nothing. Just be still. That is so hard for us, Simran. It just, it's, it's in our culture, our culture fights against it tooth and nail. And it tells us, keep going, keep doing, don't look back. And that's such a lie. I'll really name it that. It's a lie. It, to, to believe that is a lie. It, uh, doing things will not accomplish what you need to accomplish. Only not doing them will. And being still, being quiet. It's truly powerful wisdom, and and it's unfortunate that for most people, uh, to really, really stop is going to take that big moment, that trauma, that illness, that uh, whatever is going to hit the life like a two-by-four, and even then sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't stop. But there are gifts that come from stopping. Talk a little bit about the gift of attention and the gift of relaxation. Okay, before I get to that, though, let me just add a little bit to what you were saying. And that is that forced stopping is is okay, and we can take advantage of it. But the ideal is to stop without being forced, is to willingly stop. So I just wanted to add that little thing. Okay, the benefits of stopping. Let's talk about attention and relaxation. Ah, attention. Boy, what's more important to the process of stopping. What's more important to the process of prayer, if you want to speak of prayer? What is more important to the process of uh, establishing and feeding a relationship than is the gift of attention? Paying attention. Stopping is paying attention to you. Stopping gives you the gift of attending your world in the truest possible way, filtered through your own wisdom. One of the truths that stopping is built on is that we all have within us, we're born with 
the wisdom and the understanding we need to live the life that we are called to live. It's there. It's within us. All the traditions, East and West, have emphasized this. It's in us. It's in you. The wisdom is there. Stopping is nothing more than getting yourself out of the way so that you can hear that wisdom, that you can pay attention to that wisdom, that you can look at yourself honestly. And that's, that's, you know, it's always been all spiritual traditions have acknowledged the hardest thing to do is self-knowledge. So that's what stopping the gift of attention can help you achieve. Now, the gift of relaxation, um, you know, there are many people, as I'm sure you know in our culture, who have probably never really experienced true relaxation. Think of caregivers with this. Uh, uh, someone in the family with a chronic illness. Think of other people who uh, are always in a state of anxiety, which is sort of the national malaise that we're going through right now, anxiety. Um, Relaxation is uh, really being relaxed so that there's nothing in the background, in the back of your mind that demands and calls for your attention. Stopping can help you get to that point. And one thing to remember about relaxation is once you've gone through a stressful situation, it takes a while to get back into relaxation. So just for an example, say you're driving a car and somebody swerves in front of you, gives you a terrible fright. You pull over to the side of the road, your heart's beating a million miles an hour, and you're just just exhausted. You're, you're scared and Oh my gosh, that was terrible. What an awful experience. And then you get back on the freeway and start driving again, go right back into your life. That's not going to bring you back into relaxation. You've got to spend an amount of time in true relaxation in order to even get back to normal. It isn't just stop the stress and start being normal. It's no. Stop the stress, relax. By that I mean basically stop. Just be still for a while, and then go back to your life. And then, then you really have received the, the, the uh, benefits of relaxing. It's restored you to your former self, at least to, to a degree, rather than just jumping right back in. So those are two of the gifts of, of, of stopping. Stopping has three levels. They're based on length of time, still points, stopovers, and grinding halts. All are mm. effective, but each one is meant for different moments of life. A still point is stopping quickly and doing nothing for just a moment. It's a brief and meant to be used for any time, all the time, and many times a day. Still points are essentially short, a few seconds, several minutes, up to the quarter of an hour. They are designed to take advantage of the unfilled moments in life, waiting for the microwave to heat your coffee, brushing your teeth, or sitting at a stoplight. Somewhat less frequent are stopovers, which are those times that are longer than a still point, say an hour or two to a couple of days. These are wonderful times of stopping when you really have the feeling that you have been away and have had a mini vacation for the soul. A common expression of the stopover is a quiet morning, an afternoon, a day, a weekend away, whether or not you're going anywhere. And the grinding halts? Well, they happen probably a couple of times in most people's lives, and they can last from a week to a month or more. And obviously, these are need, need a little bit more planning and require a larger, deeper commitment of time and energy and happen often in transitions of life. 
This is from the book, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going by David Kuntz. I invite you to go to his website, davidkuntz.com. That's K-U-N-D-T-Z.com. We'll be right back after these messages with more of David Kuntz and The Art of Stopping. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. In order to slow down, you must first stop. We're always on the go, balancing work, family, friends, and everything in between. It's a routine of running and never stopping. We forget the beauty of the smaller moments, and sometimes, well, we forget ourselves. Dr. Kuntz is here to offer a slowness, a calming. It's time to embrace stopping and find peace in the smaller moments that you've been too busy to notice. Big things can grab your attention, but don't forget to turn around and find the serenity in stillness, the peace in a deep breath, and the happiness in remembering who you are. Knowing when to breathe and regain a clearer vision of yourself and your surroundings helps give you a fresh perspective and an inner balance meant to help you feel in control of the bigger things. With this book, The Art of Stopping, you'll connect with the spiritual aspects of your life. 
practice mindfulness and reduce stress. You'll acknowledge when responsibilities become too much and you'll take a step back. Using proper coping tactics to create healthier habits. It's time for you to stop. Welcome back, uh, David. I want to talk a little bit about when an individual stops. I know for myself that when I did have that period of really stopping, I found that when I went back to certain things that truly were not things that I wanted to do, I would become Mm -hmm. physically exhausted. My body wouldn't let me do those things. And I also found that my rhythm, my own way of being and moving had shifted completely because of that long period. Is that what Mm. you have found for yourself and others? What should people expect once they start this practice of stopping? Well, you know, I think it depends on the individual. Your experience is a wonderful one. I'm so glad to hear about it. Such a long, long grinding halt. Um, It really, I think, depends on the individual and what state of stress or anxiety they currently exist in, how close are they to uh, their authentic life. Many people are, are, you know, really live the life they want to live, and they're very authentic, and they're very uh, uh, aware, and, um, you know, do a beautiful job. So it depends on where we are when we start process. And I suppose the deeper we are or the farther away we are from our true life, maybe the longer it takes to to get there and the more we will feel very different and changed, which is actually wonderful. so, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. The, more, the, 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 the deeper you have to go, probably the more radical the change is going to be when you find that you come to the life you really want to live. Absolutely. And so often it requires permission. We think it's this permission from mm. the world outside of us and the people outside of us, but ultimately it boils down to our own permission. But so often guilt can get in the way, um, obligation what we think of as responsibility. Talk about how we move past that barrier and really allow permission to be granted. Yes, I know that's so true. We all need permission from someone. I guess it's, it's from our childhood or from uh, other influences in our life. But the, as you say, the only permission we really need is our own. Now, of course, if you're married and have a family and you have kids, then you've got to involve them in your process as well. So if you're, if you're a parent, say, of a couple kids and a spouse as well, and you say, okay, I'm going to take Saturday, I'm going to take Saturday off, I'm not doing anything. Well, you're going to probably have to involve your family in that process. So the more you can let them know what and especially why you're doing what you're doing and enlist their uh, their support, the more successful you're going to be. Uh, because it, when you do a stopping, it, it can affect other people as well. So that's one thing to certainly keep in mind as you, as you process this. And uh, the more you stop, the clearer you become. So uh, if you add all the still points that you're going to do in a day, that can be up to 100 or as few as five or six, then the, the, the sooner you'll get to the end that you want. And one of my convictions is the more you do still points, still points is really the way to start the practice of stopping because they're easy. 
there are just a few moments or just no one even notices that you're doing it. For example, you're, you're say you're at work or at home and, and, and you just feel the need for a still point. Go to the bathroom, lock the door, look in the mirror, tell yourself something, or just don't do anything. Just, see, that's the thing about stopping. You don't have to stop and do something. You have to stop and do nothing. So just lock the door, look in the mirror, look at yourself. See yourself, splash some water on your face, and then go back to work, go back to life. Just those few seconds accumulate, and then maybe a longer time, or take, uh, take a walk around the block, if, if that's the kind of situation you live in. If Take a walk in the park. Um, those things, those times accumulate, and what I'm convinced of is that the more you do still points, the more you'll want to do a stopover the more you'll say, you know, it really sounds wonderful to me to really be, to spend, you know, next Tuesday morning. Here's a challenge for your listeners. Think of a, think of a day next week or in two weeks when you can just carve out a little bit of time, maybe an hour or two, um, and just say, I'm not going to do anything during those two hours. And keep looking forward to it. Mark it on your calendar or wherever you keep your schedule. And when the time comes, just do that. Just do nothing. Walk for, for uh, two hours or sit still in a room or whatever you can do, as much as you can do nothing. Now, for some people, the first time they do that, it's going to be challenging and they're going to be, you know, as we've said before, they're going to be anxious. They're going to be afraid. They're going to say, this is silly. What am I doing this for? But if you can punch through that initial resistance for your first stopover, and say, okay, this is nice, this is good, this is me, I'm okay. Talk to yourself a little bit. And then the more you do that, then you'll say, boy, would I love to make a, a week-long silent retreat. Retreats are great ways to do uh, stop, uh, stopping. Uh, many, many areas have retreat houses where they give silent and directed retreats, and, and often they're not all that expensive. Uh, that's a wonderful way to do nothing. That's one of the ways that I finally discovered this. The basic way, though, maybe I'll maybe I'll just briefly talk about this. My my discovery of stopping was very personal. When I was a, a clergyman for many years, and and sort of the bottom fell out of my life in all kinds of ways, and I was really having a what they call a midlife crisis. And I I thought, okay, I don't know what to do here. I really don't know what to do. So. The only thing I did is I, I asked permission from my bishop if I could go away for a month. He said, well, if you have to, you have to. So I did. I went to the northern California coast. I rented a small cabin, and I looked at the ocean for a month. And basically, that's all I did. I, I took a watercolor class in the, you know, a couple times a week and produced some terrible watercolors of that beautiful coast. But I did nothing. And as I went back to my work, back to my life, I realized what was going on during that time is my, 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 my interior soul was scanning my life and saying, okay, what are your values? What do you want to keep? What do you want to change? Who are you? Why are you doing this? Are you still doing what you want? I was, that was happening even though I wasn't specifically trying to think of those things. That happens automatically in, your, in those silent times. So when I went back to work, I finally came to the decision, yes, I want to change my life. So I left the ministry and went back to school. 
Now, I'm not saying that there weren't difficulties and challenges in that, but I think it would have been a lot messier had I not spent that time alone, had I not realized, okay, now I know, I think, what what it is that I want. To be alone with the self is is truly an important gift to oneself. I love what you're Mm. talking about in regard to the permission aspect. I think there's so many people that want to change the world, and what we don't often realize is those changes that we make and we model to our children, such as the art mm-hmm. of stopping, helps them to be less conditioned and homogenized because they realize that they have another way to go. The risk of not practicing stopping in some form, in some way, at some time, is that you are most likely missing some of your life. And you may wake up some morning in the future and wonder why you didn't play more, see more of your friends, or just pause to enjoy life's simple pleasures. Also, we all know that the continual rush of life often leads to burnout, which can lead to serious health issues. The key to begin the practice of stopping, especially for those who think they're way too busy to add even one more thing to their lives, is to start the practice with still points, a minute here, a few seconds there, of doing nothing, turning your energy inward, closing your eyes if possible, and bringing to mind everywhere everything that you love and gives you peace, a thought, a person, a prayer, an image. That's it. Repeat this often, 10, 20, 50 times throughout the day. This is what you'll gain from reading David Kuntz's book, The Art of Stopping, How to Be Still When You Have to Keep Going. Visit him at davidkuntz.com and begin to add this to your life. Allow yourself the stopping and the still points so that you can enhance more of who you are and truly live the life that you're designed to live. Join me next week as I have another exciting guest. Check out the latest issue of 1111 Magazine. It's always free at 1111mag.com. And pre-order my new book, Living, The Seven Blessings of Human Experience. And you can understand viscerally what happens when you go through that stopping and really allow the body to dissolve everything that was unlike the essence of love within you. Until next week, I am Simran, in love of love with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.